It's a bitch hunt. 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 Man, I listened to that recently. Actually, that was a really good song. It's uh, it's that never got enough credit. I agree. I think part of it that is that it wasn't released as a a true dangerous grapes song, or was it? It was. It was just. It was post. We we always did worse post MySpace. (laughs) All of our fans were on MySpace, and we lost them. Man, life, just the country and everything, has gotten so much worse since MySpace. Lost relevance. Yeah. I wonder what Tom is up to these days. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you don't wonder that? <laughs> no. You don't think about Tom every day? No. Like, imagine Actually, one day. I do have to think about Tom every day. Because... Because <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> well, no. There's this this guy who I work with, and in the work chat... He's made his photo, that picture of Tom, like, <laughs> at his desk looking over his shoulder. <laughs> so I see Tom every single day. That's amazing. So you lied. You do think about Tom all the time. But I'm not wondering what he's up to. That's fair. Is it? Is that because your coworker is really annoying? Mm, no, he's pretty funny. Okay. I mean, any guy with a profile picture that's Tom can't be all bad. <laughs> Unless it's Tom, because that Unless- guy sucks. Oh, don't say that. He deleted all of the music. All of I don't it. think I don't think Tom did that. He personally Tom, deleted all of it. Pretty sure Tom like sold out. Yeah, I think out Tom abdicated MySpace and then it got shitty. And then he sold it to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and then Justin Timberlake tried to sell it to someone else, and then Tom went back in and deleted all the music. Man, it's a tale of Check the Wikipedia time. page. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me at all. Justin Timberlake's got his fingers in a lot of cakes. Yeah, like trolls. Like trolls. That's an animated movie that I haven't seen. Actually, I think I did see part of it, and then I fell asleep. (laughs) One of those classic fall asleep halfway through it kind of movies. Does that uh, does that happen to you a lot, Will? I feel like that it happened to me. Also, describe a lot. I was watching Captain Underpants, and that happened to me. That's a bummer. That was a pretty solid movie. Was it really? Yeah. I huh. I liked it quite a bit. I saw that movie in theaters, actually. Wow. And, you know, I know for a fact, Luke, that you were a big fan of the, the series back in the day. Oh, I was. I think we, we all were. It's hard not to be a fan of Captain Underpants and Dav Pilkey and yeah. the rest of the stuff that he did. But I thought Under- they, I thought they did it. They did the uh, they did the original series justice. This is saying something because it's such an iconic work such an iconic it's you know masterpiece. it's a hard one to it translate is. because there's it's so mixed media you know like there's there's the story but then there's also some amazing illustrations and those like flip the things yeah, flipperamas yeah oh man those were dope everything about that series was dope yeah i'm sorry that i fell asleep during it don't be sorry will just be i better. guess i gotta be better yeah yeah there's there's something very so comforting many... as like a 27 year old man falling asleep during a children's <laughs> movie, you know, like it just 
it's a really good sleep, you know? That no, really makes you sound like a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> it does. I think it came off a More lot than weirder a bit. than you thought it did. I, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't say it in the right register. Here, let me try again. There's something comforting <laughs> as a 27-year-old man falling asleep You're during right, that children's is movies. Uh, such a deep sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that so should be deep. your official podcast <laughs> Your official podcasting voice for now on well. <laughs> I don't like that you sound moist <laughs> I kind of do Well, moving on from that Today's episode is all about animation mm-hmm. And hopefully we can pitch some ideas that are as good or better Than the Captain Underpants That's a high bar Mmm According to Jacob, yes. According to you, it may or may not be. You don't know. But it's hard to know if that's the fact that he fell asleep is an indictment on. I'm talking. The quality I'm, I'm of not the really movie. talking about the movie. I'm talking about the intellectual property. You know, like those were fine ass books. You know. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't fall asleep reading the books. That's what I'm trying uh, to say. I probably did. I don't know. I actually, I was a pretty squirmy child. I, I, I only fell asleep when I had nothing else to do you know i remembered recently that up until i was like maybe eight years old i was convinced that i slept with my eyes open (laughs) until eight (laughs) it might have been earlier than that but like i i always remember that uh like i would keep my eyes open as long as i possibly could and then i would just wake up and just assume that i I, I get it i get it yeah it's like i didn't understand what finally convinced you took eight years I, I think i had gotten an argument with my mom about it <laughs> like i told her that i slept with my eyes open and she was just like well that just isn't true <laughs> i i mean i i definitely i mean i i think even until an even more advanced age than that you just the the idea that you could be fooled is inconceivable <laughs> you know like like yeah. a reality is the ultimate your your subjective reality is like the ultimate source of truth you know and is that why animated movies and the hijinks that go on then uh go on in them resonate so well with us yeah until little? i was eight years old i thought that like it was like they were just moving but as it turns out it's just a bunch of drawings that are flipping back and forth you know wait what i know it's crazy. Like, you know, like uh, Disney movies, those old Disney movies? It's just a bunch of drawings, man. It's just a bunch of drawings that they, they've lined up and they just show them real fast. Will, that is nonsense. No, seriously, man. That's, that's like just straight hogwash. It's, it is not hogwash. It's, it's uh, a hog dirty. Hogwarts. Yeah. Not, next, you're going to tell me that there's not a real Hogwarts and that magic is <laughs> I'm not going to tell well. you that because Come I'm on. not well, a Well, magic's real. I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> yeah, animation, man. Animation is, it's it's this magical thing. A lot of people get together. They do a lot of drawings and they line them up in sequential order. And uh, I mean, really kind of when you watch an animated movie, you're just watching the sort of final domino fall of all of those dominoes that the animators have set up, like all falling over one by one, you know? Well, you're, you're going to listen back to this and realize how ridiculous. I know, man, I'm just being profound. I'm just speaking truth. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then you just got to open your mind, you know? All right. I guess I got to open my mind. 
because you're full of it. My favorite animated movie growing up was Fern Gully. It had a good environmental message. Um, it's sometimes called The Last Rainforest. It, it had uh-huh. the amazing vocal stylings of Robin Williams, <clears throat> Rest His Soul. Mm-hmm. And it, it had uh, Tim Curry in it, which is always terrifying and delightful. So that's my pick. And that, all right, that's your pick. And that's, wait, oh yeah, we're picking our favorite animated movies. Yeah. Uh, I guess we this are. This is pick hunt, I love right? Of all kind of that's the podcast that. we're doing, This right? has been a hard conversation to follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess my favorite animated movie, it's, it's not... It's not as uh, it's not as interesting or unique as that, but I think Aladdin has got to be my favorite animated movie. Uh, I owned that as a kid, and I watched it countless times. And uh, I can't exactly put my finger on what exactly it was about. Do you think it, it was the think, amazing the vocal stylings of Robin Williams? Rest his soul. It might have something to do with the amazing <laughs> vocal stylings of Robin Williams. Rest his soul. I think that's probably my favorite precursor to a live action Disney movie. You think so? That's animated, yeah. Well, Fern Gully falls into that category too. Of course, that was yeah. But Avatar wasn't Disney. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't Disney. No, I don't think it was Disney. Yeah, no, that's the one property that Disney somehow doesn't have its grubby little fingers on yet. That'll change though. Guys, do you think Flubber counts as an animated movie? That has the amazing stylings of Robin Williams too. You know well, what? Instead of talking any more about Flubber. Let's let's dive into our pitches. All right, Luke. That means you have to go first. Fair enough, but it also means that Luke got away without telling us what his favorite animated movie was, which it's I'm flubber. not cool with. It's flubber. It's flubber. Flubber's yeah. not animated, Luke. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's probably either Toy Story three or Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> All right. So okay, that's. I feel like that's a cop out because neither of those movies came out when you were a kid. I didn't appreciate animation as much when I was a kid. What about the Land Before Time movies? Oh, shit, those were good. I feel like uh, I watch yeah. those movies with you all the time. They, they pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah, they sure did. But they made they me sure too did. sad. That's not an emotion that you liked feeling when you were a little kid? Nah, I still don't. Guys, did you but... ever... I maybe already brought this up on the podcast before, but did you ever look at those tree stars and think, yeah, I'd totally fucking eat that shit? I think you have brought that up on the podcast, but the answer is still Fuck, yes. Those look tasty. Yes. Those things look juicy. Mm, mm. Juicy, juicy, juicy. All right, let's let's get to pitching, boys. All right, Luke. All right. So I said that I wasn't a big fan of animation growing up, and that is mostly true. But there was one TV show. Well, I think it was a TV show. This is hard for me because I didn't have any TV channels in my house growing up. Sure did. But I would watch tapes of the Magic oh. School Bus. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Seatbelts, And the Magic everyone. School Bus is great. Whip, whip. Magic so I'm bus. pitching a Magic School Bus movie. <sighs> it's animated, but it's kind of like got a slower, grittier pace to it. Slightly okay. darker animation style. Now, do we still have all of our regular players? Our Miss Frizzle? Our Wanda? Our That Iguana? Our Wanda? Our elfred yeah that, that's the wet that blanket one right yeah he's the he's the wet arnold. blanket ginger arnold that's his name and arnold in fact is the centerpiece here Ooh, yeah if it's gonna be darker risky. because the magic choice. school bus one day the frizz decides everybody should hop aboard we're gonna go for a spin we're gonna go 
straight up Carlos as urethra. Oh! <laughs> and they start to do that. They're about to enter. And then Arnold finally just snaps. So, like, everybody deboards inside the urethra, and Arnold's like, no, screw this. I don't want to go in Carlos's urethra. I'm not going to. So he closes the door of the uh-huh. bus, starts uh-huh. it up, oh, and he's no. just going to slowly back out. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-uh. God. Except Arnold, oh, no. he doesn't know how to drive a magic school bus. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's just a kid. He can't drive anything. Oh, and no. the school bus is magic, so that's a lot to contend with, too. Oh, yeah. Arnold ends up in a parallel universe. What? Oh, that's not where I thought that was going, but I'm much happier with this. So now, Arnold's in this parallel universe. The entire class has seen him vanish from the urethra with the school bus. Oh, man. So they're (laughs) stuck in the urethra. They're stuck in that urethra. But this movie becomes a rescue mission of sorts. For who? They need to get Arnold back. Okay. To his own time. I mean, they're kind of screwed too, aren't they? They're really not in a good situation. They're not in a good situation. But eventually, Carlos has to take a pee. They all get dispelled into the toilet. Turns out, the frizz has a magic toilet bowl as well. Oh, Oh, man. Adding to the fiction. (laughs) That's kind of a cheap trick, Luke. Yeah, like the band. (laughs) Exactly. Like the band that we thought that we discovered (laughs) in, like, 2012. <laughs> and then my RA just told me, I was, told, looked at us like we were both idiots. Like Cheap Trick is one of the biggest bands ever. Yeah. Well, I b- while we're while we're stopped, I have just a little bit of a question: yeah. Is Carlos was Carlos in on this plan? Like, he did he realize that this was about to happen, or is there just some like non consensual urethra and? That's the thing. It's always non consensual with the frizz. She basically is just constantly hijacking these kids into scenarios where only, only like, I think her name is Dorothy, who's all about her research. Oh, she's, yeah, like, always yeah. down. and According to my research. But, like, she's a bit delusional. So, that's why Arnold is fed up. He shouldn't have to I, deal with this. I, no one should. Okay. Like, oh. I don't think they're getting permission slips for these. Or maybe they are. She does ask for permission slips. I don't think, does she? I don't remember ever seeing that as a part, like a plot point in an episode. Like, Either way, because I feel like some adults in this scenario are making the wrong choices. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually Miss Frizzle. So, oh, no, man. Okay, I'm going to pull back on the magic toilet bowl because that rubbed she- you the wrong way. They get feed <laughs> out into a regular toilet bowl. Uh-huh. And then they have to recreate the magic of the school bus by MacGyvering everything in the bathroom into a new form of a bus that's just made out of random bathroom supplies. Oh, man. And then they travel through various dimensions trying to find Arnold. That's an awesome premise. Uh, What exactly in the bathroom are they going to be, you know, like jury-rigging into a magic school bus? Because presumably they're pretty tiny. They're pretty tiny. I'm thinking, like, for some reason, just outside the door of the bathroom... There is a Hot Wheel on the ground or something, and then no, okay. they find a way to I'm make that a big Hot Wheel using bathroom magic. Okay, I'm just I'm doing a little bit of mental math here and comparing the size of a Hot Wheel to the size of something that you could pass, because uh, the, the school bus itself <laughs> would have to be small enough to get into the urethra of 
an elementary school age boy. Carlos has a wide urethra. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a wide set urethra. <laughs> Even so, like the sc- the school bus isn't going to be any larger than the the head of a pin. Uh, so they're going to be, you know, like a couple orders of magnitude smaller than that. <laughs> I. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to poke holes in your poke holes in your. No, you're stick, right. But I'm just I trying to figure out just what. Give up. No, 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 no. no we no, should no. stop. No, absolutely let's not. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the parallel dimensions. Like, what's going on there? Well, I, I also I have a potential workaround. It could be that like they're experimenting with nanotechnology wherever Carlos is. I think he's just got so like, a like ten inch diameter urethra. <laughs> let's okay. Let's go with that. Luke, you're really focused let's on Carlos's urethra for this pitch. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like one of the main locations I mean, in the film. We so. we need a reason for it to be repulsive enough for Arnold to snap, and I think it just be <laughs> gaping would be. A pretty good reason. It's so big. That, it's like, like a demigorgon. They weren't actually going. The they weren't actually the planning on taking this field trip. But like this is this gets around the permission slip stuff too. They weren't planning oh on taking God. this field trip. It was a totally impromptu field trip. They were just sitting in class learning math or whatever they do when they're not taking field trips, learning to carry zeros and stuff. And then like Carlos is just like doubles over and is like, "Whoa, my urethra." <laughs> And like, just like there's, his pants, just like Hulk, like, uh, well, opposite Hulk, like it just sort of like r- rips open, and there's just this massive gaping wide urethra splayed uh, out. God, that's not a pretty image. And then they're like, "Well, uh, you know, the the obvious next step is to smallify ourselves and go down that thing." <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or it could be that like Carlos falls asleep during a lesson and. Miss Frizz has had one too many sips off of her flask and she just isn't happy about it. So she's like, you know what? I think it's time we teach Carlos a lesson about sleeping in class. Wow, that is a really good Miss Frizzle. Really Thanks. good. Thanks. I'm auditioning for the live action movie that they're eventually going to make. Hopefully based off of this pitch. Well, let's just suspend our disbelief a little bit and let's mm-hmm. let's just say that they're able to MacGyver this this magic school bus out of whatever size urethra that they've chosen to <laughs> embark down. It's big. It's really And they're big. able to, <laughs> they're able to um go into this alternate dimension. Like, explain explain to me what, what this is like. Are they do they go to a different dimension first? They're, like there's many, many of them and they There need are to... many, many of them. And they all have different animation styles. Oh. Oh. So, so it's, it's like it's like Spider Verse, where the different characters have different animation styles, except it's the opposite. The settings are different animation styles, and the characters you're really, do the you're same. Exploring there, I mean that that. Oh, okay. Can there be one which is just the take on me music video? They're like whoa, and and it's just like it, like they enter that like animation and and the take on me song plays. Sorry, I only listened to Cheap Trick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, but yeah, there'll be like, like imagine if there'll be rotoscoping, there is a music, there'll be stop motion, there'll be like 3D Pixar style. Luke, don't, don't use up all the animation styles before you've even had a chance to pitch. It's kind of selfish. I mean, there's still pretty much nothing. I'm sorry. I am. I'm, I guarantee that you're not going to in a million years 
steal the one that I was going to use. So mm, yeah, just Actually, like you're fine. Someone etch a sketching in time lapse. Damn it. Damn it, <laughs> I'm more mad that he stole my giant urethra idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? Uh, what's the end game here, Luke? That's a good question. Because I haven't really been thinking much of this through, but I'm <laughs> probably Arnold uh-huh. is discovering that in some of these different dimensions, he has also snapped and is just sort of insane. Oh, so there's multiple. Oh. It's like a multiverse situation we got yeah. going on. So he starts seeing that in a couple dimensions, and then he makes it his mission to find a happy Arnold oh. so that he can kind of reverse engineer and figure out what situation he needs to make him happy. Wow. Wow. That's... Whew. So what is the universe like in which Arnold is, is just like a happy, well-adjusted, satisfied young man? Um, I think it's I a, a universe that. in which the adult figures actually recognize his anxieties and provide him therapy and outlets for coping with difficult situations like that and you know give him some love and let's take a a beautiful and wholesome don't force him into urethras (laughs) in this universe miss frizzle she didn't get tenure or whatever she's just a substitute teacher down on her luck you know she doesn't even have the magic school bus or the magic the magic school bus is just in like a junkyard somewhere and then, like, and then, like, Arnold one, original Arnold has to come to this universe and is like, "Oh, I gotta save the magic school bus and Miss Frizzle." And then we got like a a whole like other thing going on. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a you know he, he can team up with the Arnold in that universe, and he can find out. <clears throat> I think he, there's a lot of room for him to explore his character and his his deeper internal needs. I think in doing that, he could find a way to make the, uh, like maybe maybe the the magic school bus that he's in crashes in that universe or something, or he like he sabotages it because he never wants to leave that universe. Mm-hmm. But then eventually he realizes that he needs to make it back to his original place because that's where that's where he belongs. Well, keep in mind too that the others are hunting him through these dimensions. Hun- well, hunting, hun- not is- hunting. Okay, but I was going to say, hunting. that's kind of a harsh... They're tracking okay. him. Literally, they're tracking him and trying to kill like him. Like hounds of war. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos but, too in this but universe. it's maybe. also a learning lesson for them, because they see, as they're traveling dimension by dimension, the same things that Arnold's seeing. That he's wildly unhappy and unstable. He's not adjusting well. And when they finally meet These up with him, he there. confronts them. Tells him, tells them everything he needs to get back on track. And they're like, you know what? Okay, Arnold, we have seen now that we've hecked up a little bit. Rotoscoped Arnold was really down. And, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want you to be like rotoscoped Arnold or like 3D Pixar style Arnold or like some guy doodling on a Netsche sketch Arnold. And then at the last second, uh, Dorothy with war paint under her eyes, sneaks up behind Arnold and slits his throat. (laughs) Fade to black. Fade to black. Man, that's dark, but I love it. It definitely won't completely step on everyone's childhood. No, no, I don't think so. I think that there's a lot of important messages in there. Even if you you leave out the part where Dorothy goes crazy and kills Arnold. 
Yeah. But I don't think we should leave that out. That seems pretty important. Yeah, it's pretty key. Yeah, I think that's a, a nice bleak reminder of the, the reality of the world that we live in, which is even if you do grow as a human and, and learn a lot about yourself, the world is a cruel and unforgiving yeah, place. You gotta you gotta teach the kids tragedy, you know. True. True. Kids these days, they, they don't they don't understand the nature of the world. No, they don't. Cold and unforgiving. You know, they go to a baseball game at the end of the game they get to they're the ones that get to run the bases, not the people who pay for the tickets. <laughs> Maybe um Maybe they'll all stay in that universe without the magic school bus, too. And then at the very end, there'll be the end credit scene where people are calling up the school bus, you know? And they're like, "Uh is this the magic school bus? Is this the magic school bus? Except it'll just be the regular bus. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) And Carlos will be alone in the classroom, (laughs) pants down, (laughs) urethra flapping in the breeze. Yeah, I was going to suggest earlier that Carlos 2, like, they have to save Carlos 2 from Carlos 1's urethra fate. Like, he's kind of doubling over. He's exhibiting the early signs of urethra explosion, but they, they like, rush him to the hospital or, like, I don't know, put urethra balm on him to, to prevent that from happening. That's a world uh, I want to live in. That's a world that I I feel like I am living in a little bit. thanks jacob (laughs) well Uh, you don't have to talk more about that specific thing jacob but you want to do your pitch well first we got to ship your pitch man oh yeah which i'm absolutely doing i mean it seems ship it i'm packing it a a bag lunch sending it off to school i'm doing it's opening those doors you know and it's going you know, it's doing the, 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 the squeaky thing that school buses always do, uh-huh. you know, yeah. the, 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 the stop sign is, is retracting in again. And, and, and then it's the just going off to off. Hollywood, going off. going off to Hollywood, the ultimate Hollywood field University. trip. Beautiful. All right. Well, I am ready to go. So I said during your pitch, Luke, that there was no way that you would, uh, you'd step on my animation style. And I was right. Is uh, it one continuous flip book? That would be great. Uh, save that for episode two of animation. So do you you guys remember those uh, those really weird like semi surreal Quiznos ads from the like mid aughts? They go e Quiznos. Yeah, yeah, they were puppet like, right? Sort of, sort yeah, of like name night- for them. Sort of like nightmare puppets. They're like maybe like mutant chinchillas or, like or something possums or something they yeah. were crazy oh yeah i think that, that might be what it was in any case the whoever did the animation for that i'm hiring as the oh, art director nice. for my film so i'm just gonna get that out out there right away so that you can imagine the rest of this pitch through that lens mm. and there are two other things that i that i want to briefly mention before i get into this i feel like a lot of uh animated movies as in the vast majority of animated movies are aimed towards kids. Yeah. Why should kids have animation all to themselves? Answer, they shouldn't. Uh, And kind of along that same line, I don't know that there is a quality animated horror movie out there. And now this this isn't going to be a straight horror movie, but... uh, because is it also going to have sex robots? Yeah. This would have been a great place to put the sex robots in in like a really natural way but i, I don't know i guess we'll see we'll see where we we'll see where the yeah, pitch just takes keep us. that in your hand you know yeah keep keep all of those facts in your mind i'll keep the sex robots in my hand 
and we're going to forge our way forward It's like one of those Cards Against Humanity cards that you know you're going to get like the perfect context for, but you just hold it in your hand the whole game and maybe not play it. This might be the black card to play that that uh, that sex robot card on, but we'll see. All right, so uh, the protagonist in my film is a uh, approximately thirty year old young woman. Uh, All right, she is her. She's going to be voiced by Lupita Nyong'o. Nice, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just you know she's your typical millennial woman. She uh, she goes about her daily life. She spends a fair amount of time on the old Tinder. Did she? And, did she ever have Winston Duke come up on her Tinder? Uh, yes, definitely, definitely. She does the animated nice. version. He's a very of very attractive Duke. man. Is he yes. like in sex robot form? Not yet. Ooh. When she meets Winston Duke, he is more in Winston Duke form. But anyway, we're we're kind of we're 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 getting a peek into the life of. Uh, into the life of Lupita, who in this movie is named uh, Pulita. Boy. Her, she's named yeah, Pulita. Is that what you said? Yeah, Pulita. That's going to be too hard to remember. It's also, also just not a nice sounding it's name. Really gross sounding name. <laughs> so she's going to be named. Uh, she's going to be named Pam. Pam. Pam's a good nice. name. Yeah, she's she's Pam. Pam's living her life, um, and. For the for a good chunk of the first part of the movie, she's she's living the regular dating life of a of a woman in her early thirties, and uh, she her main mode of of Tinder meetups is going to films, mm. and so we're gonna get one of those classic montages that we love so much of her sitting in various movie theaters with a big old bucket of popcorn on her lap. And with a, a rotating cast of gentlemen callers sitting next to her as, you know, the lights dance upon their faces. They laugh, they cry, they vomit a little bit in their mouths. They, <laughs> they all uh, look like those possums from the Quiznos ads. <laughs> they all look like those possums from the Quiznos ads, yes. When you say they Always vomit a little bit into their mouths, do you mean their own mouths or each other's mouths? Each, other, each other's mouths. <laughs> That's really gross. Of course. I'm glad that, I'm glad that they're romantics. <laughs> That's yeah. really one of one of the films that they uh, go to see is my my Nick Cage pitch, where <laughs> Nick Cage is vomiting into the mouths <laughs> of baby birds, and they're so inspired by it that they they decide to try it themselves. Could they be watching all of the films we've pitched? Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yes. It's good to bundle these in case some of them don't work out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the first movie that we see her at, she's at a, a bit of a dud of a date. Uh, watching Adam Sandler be a dog nurse. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that movie fucks, man. That movie and you does fuck, fuck to it. <laughs> and so the date, the date itself isn't a complete bust because at least she got to see that great movie. But the dude that she's with is a bit of a dud. The dude that she's with on that date is going to be voiced by Adam Sandler, and he's just going to be trying to crack wise throughout the whole thing, and all of his jokes are going to be falling flat. But that doesn't yeah, ring so, true. <laughs> no, hey, this ring guy true sounds but... kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy draws. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. She doesn't ever eat Sloppy Joe's, though, because we only ever see her at movies. She only um, eats popcorn. She only eats and popcorn. Vomit. Only vomit that's made out of popcorn, though. That's important. 
Um, so eventually, after a while of looking around, she uh, she meets a nice young man, played by Winston Duke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, things start to get, you know, after we've we've seen this rotating cast of gentlemen callers throughout the beginning of the movie, we start to see Winston Duke show up a few times in a row. Ah. Mm. Uh, so again, this this still, this is still kind of in montage form. Like, is it is this all taking place in the movie theater so far? We're we not seeing her outside life. Yes, yes, and I, I'm not sure how long uh, of a montage is sustainable of just that. But it, this is this is the beginning of the movie. This is at really more of just kind of an introduction to her character. Sure, sure. Could you about. just sure. clarify something for me, real quick? Sure. Yeah. It, the whole thing is animated, or is this portion live action? No, the whole thing's animated. These okay. are animated movies. So they're, like, like, really creepy people? Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to call it creepy, you can. I prefer to think of it as quirky and adorable. Is it kind of like in one of those... It's like they're kind of gross and uncanny, but, like, also relatable in, like, a Coraline or Nightmare Before Christmas or Corpse yeah. Bride type it's way. it's kind of like a Picasso painting come to life. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed with those Quiznos. So you acts. can see all of their features, despite the fact that their face is turned. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's shoved to one side of their head. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's like it's not going to be so unsettling that it's unpleasant to watch. Really, that that part of it isn't important. I don't, I don't know why I led with that. Because I just I thought about the idea of having a movie in <laughs> no, it's movie I like it because in that style and it made me chuckle internally. I feel like Lupita Lupita can do anything with her voice. She can definitely make the character relatable. Someone who you who you're rooting for despite looking horrendous. You know. Yeah, I agree. And that is totally playing against type with Lupita too, as one of the most beautiful women alive. So. I think she can pull it off, though. But that again, that's not really that important. What is so, important? Okay, we can agree to disagree. This is my pitch, though, and I decide what's important and what's not important. Let's just make that clear, okay? I, I'm you just stand asking up for you what's important. Oh, oh, I thought you said that is important. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I apologize for it, how harsh that was. Um, what is important is that uh, Winston is the man of her dreams. And uh, we see her for the first time out of the movie theater with him. They're, you know, walking around in the park. They're going mini-golfing. They go skydiving. They go snorkeling. All your classic date stuff. All the bases are covered. You've been on some wild dates, chick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just a tasteful guy. What can I say? But notably, we never see them out on your classic dinner date. Oh. So... She's only been eating popcorn this whole time. Because she's a Wait sex a robot. Uh, <laughs> robots don't eat anything. Robots only robot, drink robots alcohol. Robots can eat popcorn. Haven't you ever even seen Futurama, Luke? <laughs> if a robot ate popcorn, it would just turn into popcorn mash. Yeah, and they extract the corn oil to help their gears run better. <laughs> Duh. Has she ever said destroy all humans throughout this movie? Like only once or twice. Okay. And that was like in a context where it made sense for her. All to right, say I'm that, on the so. fence. I'm on the fence <laughs> here with Lupita. It's totally not a red flag. Has she ever revved up into sex bot mode? It, again, like maybe once or twice. But again, that's like that's pretty normal, guys. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing suspicious about the way that she's acting or anything. Has she ever said, "I am definitely a robot"? 
Uh, well, I mean, not in so many words. She may have heavily implied that. But again, guys, I mean, this is just normal stuff. All so right. let's get back to the plot. Yeah. Uh, which is, things are going really well between Pam and, uh, and her, her hubby, whose name is Duke Winston in the film. <laughs> and uh, they're progressing and they're progressing, you know. Life is good. And they get to the point where they're, they're having a chat about meeting each other's families. And uh, Pam tells Winston this, the sad story, which is that her, her parents have died. Her dad died when she was very young. And her mom, after a lengthy illness, died uh, under some somewhat mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. But uh, she had been ill for a very long time, and then... One day she uh, was supposedly killed in an accident, in a car accident, but she never saw the body. And uh, our, our pal Duke is is real sympathetic about all this. Um, and it, it's kind of at the same time that they they get into they get into the kind of relationship that they had with their family. And uh, Pam she reveals that the reason that she loves going on movie dates so much is that she she used to go to the movies with her mom all the time. And the reason that she always got popcorn is, is she says, because she always got popcorn when she went to the movies with her mom. Little do we know. Her mom was a popcorn machine. Cause she's a oh robot. My God. No, her mom wasn't a popcorn machine. Her mom wasn't a robot. Her mom was a regular person, but the secret twist is <laughs> the secrets much less exciting than that. Which is that Pam only eats popcorn. Oh, God. She never eats anything else. And she's oh, very God. self-conscious about it. And Duke, up to this point, had never seen her eat anything but popcorn. And she and he just kind of figured that, you know, it's just one of those hang-ups that people have. That they don't like, you know, there are people who have serious issues with eating and don't like to be seen eating. So he just assumed that it was something of that nature. Um and it's at this point that Pam reveals. <laughs> Actually, think things have gone. Things have progressed a little farther at this point, and they're planning their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining this horrific scene where, like, Winston g- goes back to her apartment and there's just popcorn <laughs> packs just everywhere like the whole like the fridge is filled with them and like every single cupboard is just filled with them no what what happens is even worse is that he goes back to her apartment and uh takes a wrong turn on the way to the bathroom and opens up a closet door and there's just a cascade of popcorn that comes falling <laughs> out and buries him are there popcorn balls involved too yeah i mean any, anything that Anything that involves uh, a food, you know, a food that's majority popcorn. So you got popcorn balls rolling down. Popcorn, popcorn, popcorn everywhere. All right, so Um, they're planning their wedding. But hold on to your pants because the real twist hasn't even happened yet. So they're they're planning the wedding. Things are getting things are getting close to the day, and. Lupita goes to the movies to get her... Oh, I, I should point out that th- there's there's a little bit of a reason. Like, she, she has a justification behind why she only eats popcorn. Part of it is that she had so many wonderful times at the movie theater with her mom enjoying popcorn. But another part of it is that uh, she was in college when her mom died, 
And uh, as a parting gift to her before she died, she had bought her like basically ten a million version. pounds of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, she bought her uh, as a as a lasting gift of the love of cinema that they shared. Basically, like a, a lifetime movie pass for this movie theater. Ah. And Lupita very smartly bought one of those reusable things of popcorn that <laughs> you, you pay you pay out front for. And uh, nice. being a so poor college student, free. especially after her mom died, she just started only going to... She would just go to movies every day, and she would just eat popcorn, and that way she didn't have to pay for food. Smart. Smart thinking on her part. But then it just, like, it, it turned into something more, like... It, it started off that she would just do that because it saved her money. But then, uh, eventually, she just, like... She tried to quit the habit... <laughs> she's addicted to popcorn she is she's addicted to popcorn she tried to quit the habit but anytime she ate anything else it would make her vomit oh no and so now she was a slave to popcorn. Her micro pot biome is is only is only popcorn bacteria yeah no i mean uh, eventually because you know she's in her 30s now and it's been 10 plus years of only eating popcorn so her gut microbes have have basically evolved to only accept the nutrients that come with popcorn as, as food. Nice. I would love to get a tiny school bus in there and see what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> in our crossover episode, you can do just that. You'll have to tell me what you see. Uh, you said there's a crazy twist. There is. There is, but it wouldn't be a crazy twist if I told you exactly when it was about to happen. I just wanted to wet your whistle. Okay. My whistle so, is, like, moist as fuck right now. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm oh. salivating over all this popcorn talk. Keep keep licking it. Apply Damn, some, my whistle is so wet right now. Apply some, like, aloe to your lips and inside of your mouth if you need to, because it might be, it might be a second. Uh, I'm trying to find a way of, of inserting this twist. So... They're planning the wedding, and Lupita decides, sorry, Pam decides that as a, as a surprise for Duke, she is going to quit her popcorn addiction, um, which has kind of limited the, the ways, because, you know, food is a great way to express love, and uh, she feels that, you know, only, only being able to eat popcorn, and it would just be weird if, like, their wedding only served popcorn. Uh, take note, Will. Also, oh, she... Popcorn at your wedding. She would just straight up die pretty quick right well like her, that's the life expectancy of people who only eat popcorn can't be that long see the thing about popcorn is it has butter on it <laughs> and the thing about butter is it's kind of like whole milk and the thing about whole milk is apparently if you're only allowed to consume one thing for the rest of your life whole milk would be the thing to do it because it like it has all the nutrients that you need yeah. or something no it's i buy a, it Buttered popcorn is pretty much the same. It's it's not it's not causing her any real health problems other than the fact that she is violently ill when she tries to eat anything else. Yeah, so I mean, popcorn was originally invented by the Irish as they were trying to like go over to the to the New World. You know, it was yeah. they needed something that they could only only subside on for like many many months in a row. You know, exactly. And the the pop history, folks. that they tried just didn't work out for them at all. So they went with something a little smaller, and thus was the birth of popcorn. Boom. Uh, so pop. <laughs> pop. She also in preparation from for this wedding. She is looking through some of her her mom's old stuff that she hadn't looked through because she, it was just a, a really painful part of her past that she didn't want to look into too much. And while she's looking through this stuff, she comes across an interesting document. And 
in this document, or she, she realizes that this document is an agreement to take part in a research study. Mm. And uh, as she reads, she basically figures out that, you know, this is something that her mom must have done as a single mother uh, to try to earn a little bit of extra money. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of really weird, vague stuff that's that's hinted at in the document. So she decides that she needs to dig a little deeper. Because also while she's going through her mom's stuff, she realizes that her mom had the same condition that she did. She only she, ate popcorn? She only ate popcorn and specifically for the most part just movie theater popcorn and it was all from the same local movie theater chain so she starts to pay close attention when she goes to these movies because she's still going to movies with duke recent or not recently but uh consistently because you know it's a thing that they do and also she needs to get her popcorn fix and she just on a hunch watches closely as somebody prepares the popcorn you know, this is something that has been done so many times that she hasn't even really paid any attention to it before. So when they make her the popcorn, she always gets, you know, her regular order, popcorn with extra butter. And uh, they go and uh, they go over to the spot where there's the butter nozzle, the classic butter nozzle. And it, she sneaks a peek and it looks like they're putting butter on from that regular nozzle. But they're not. But she realizes out of the corner of her eye... As she's sneaking, sneaking, that there is a secret hose. A secret hose? Is it really just someone's gaping urethra? (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. That's that's disgusting, Luke. (laughs) It's attached to a a magic school bus boy. No. Well, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) She doesn't know that right away. Her, Her mind goes to a lot of different places, one of them being a gaping urethra, but... It, it, it turns out it isn't that. She decides on the sly to break into the movie theater in the middle of the night. And so she does. And she goes back to the uh, the back room behind the concession stand. And she finds that there is a, a tank in there. And uh, the tank has the name of a medical supply company on it. Oh, dear. Oh. And she's like, good golly, this is no good molly it's um, molly <laughs> oh, she's just been tripping this whole time winston duke doesn't actually exist it's actually not too far off so she continues this kind of uh covert uh research and figures out that uh there's this scientific like supply company that's doing shady shit and the the, the study that her mom was part of was testing an experimental drug and after her mother died <laughs> They started testing it on her, oh, all because they knew fuck. that they were they had been watching her for years and years and knew that she came to the movie theater uh, very regularly, so that they they knew that they could they could get her. People in the movie theater are in on it. Pam is not happy about oh, this. shit. Everyone's oh, in no. on it. So Pam, but at the same time, her her attempts to quit popcorn are not going well. She's going through, through some pretty serious withdrawals. Tell me and that Winston isn't in on it. No, Duke I mean, is a saint. Duke okay. is Duke is a saint. He's not Good. in on it. But what she does is uh, she confronts the the movie theater chain about it, and uh, it turns out that was the wrong move because they just cut her off. And at this point, she needs that she needs that shit to survive. Like literally, she can't eat anything oh, else. Jeez. 
and she's become dependent on the whatever cocktail of chemicals that they've been putting into her uh, movie theater butter. Oh dear. So again, she breaks into the medical supply company <laughs> and uh, she steals a bunch of uh, what she believes to be this this drug that they've been using on her, and she just straight up injects that straight into her veins. <gasps> Turns out that what she stole did have part of the miracle drug in her that or did have part of the miracle drug that she'd been using, so it satisfies that, but it also is laced with extremely high doses of growth hormones. <laughs> oh man. But, but she can't stop using it because it's the only source that she has. So she's getting bigger. So she's getting bigger. And she's getting bigger. And she's getting bigger. Does Duke like this? Duke is totally into it. <laughs> Good. Duke's got some like weird fetishes going on. And he's like really into large women. Like physically, height wise and otherwise. And so How she's big getting is she bigger at this and bigger. Six ten. She's like eight feet tall. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah. And she's only growing. Like, as the days go by, she gets bigger and bigger. Soon enough, she can no longer fit in her apartment. And uh, so she has to find a new place to live. And she also has to find ways of uh, getting the ever-increasing amounts of popcorn that she needs to sustain herself. So basically, the rest of the movie is her continuing to grow and go on a gigantic rampage across the world. Uh, destroying movie theater chains, eating the popcorn, and then <laughs> eventually, by the end of the movie, she's lumbering around the countryside with Duke on her shoulder with a giant <laughs> flamethrower and flamethrowing entire oh, fields flame- full of corn oh <laughs> to make enormous, enormous fields of popcorn for herself to uh, live out the rest of her days, filling her insatiable need for popcorn. Dude. I love it. I really like the mother-daughter twist. That yeah, I feel like you could have spent a lot more time on that. That would have been a, I, a much more interesting and poignant way of going. But there's just simply too much to too much there to spend too much time on anything other than the boring stuff that I decided to spend the time on. As it turns out, dude, I I like it a lot. Do you have a title though for that? I feel like you could get a fun title. I feel like you have an idea. I don't. Oh, you don't have an idea. Well, but, the title, I, I feel like it would be tough to title it because you wouldn't want to give away the, the myriad twists, uh, but there are some real good popcorn puns that could be made about it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to think on that. Nothing nothing pops to the, the front of my <laughs> cranium. So to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Oh, my. I didn't even Pop. mean to make that pun. Pop goes the Pam. Pop goes the Pam. <laughs> That's the working title <laughs> for the time being. For filming, that'll be the working title. Gotta be honest, I hate that. <laughs> All right, that's duly noted. But we've spent too much time on this pitch already. So let's, uh, let's, let's ship it. Let's I, ship I, very I, I ship it. Very original. <laughs> Made me very hungry. I'm gonna. <laughs> me I'm too. gonna put it in I some oils and choice. butter, and I'm gonna heat it up and 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 pop it right to Hollywood. All right. Yeah. Uh, the the title of the movie is going to be a kernel of truth. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, well. All right. What you got, man? I've been like deliberating this whole time. I've been dreading this this moment because it's just, whew, it's tough. It's tough. But 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 we're gonna we're gonna go with it. All right. Okay. okay. So I'm on board already. This is going to be a cartoon. Nice. 
Um, <laughs> it's going to be start. made with the, uh, you know, your typical hand drawn. Uh, is rotoscope that is that the term we're using for this? No, no. That's... Rotoscope is drawing over actual video footage. Right. Uh... Really I'm trying to decide whether it's going to be just hand drawn is fine. Let's just do let's just do hand drawn. All right, okay. classic hand drawn. It's going to be you know, in 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 the style of the the Disney Renaissance. You know. Yeah. And we have just two brothers. They're watching TV. They're 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 getting kind of bored. It's a hot summer day, and they're it's it's sort of any time in the in the in the mid 20th century you know just sort of the american dream is alive and well yeah. they're just watching their tv it's there's, a good mood. there's maybe some sports going on and uh and the younger brother says to the older brother jimmy boy am i thirsty and then huh. there's like a rumbling and there's a trembling oh no and then the wall gives way boosh and cooling oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah and then just boom title card freeze frame title card kool-aid man the movie (laughs) yeah i'm 100 percent down so am i this could go so many really Um, excellent ways will it be from the kool-aid man's perspective after that (laughs) well this is the thing is i we have kool-aid man are are totally un unwelcome well sort of welcome because you know, the younger brother told Jimmy that he was thirsty. Um, <laughs> That's but, an implicit invitation. That is an implicit invitation. Well, this is the thing. It could be sort of like a, a vampire situation <laughs> where to invite Kool-Aid man in, you have to say that you're really thirsty. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think that there, there'll be sort of a, uh, uh, someone trying to sort of stop Kool-Aid man. Like there'll be like the, the real narc of the town who's like, you know, played by Jim Carrey, obviously, being like, oh, we got to stop Kool-Aid man, you know, and... Is it just because he's causing so much property damage? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is yeah, like is, he's, he's is Jim pissing Carrey a lot of playing people like off. an insurance claims person or something? <laughs> no, I think this, the insurance claims person will probably be, like, the the ultimate villain revealed in the end. Like, it turns out that, like... Actually, this whole thing is just trying to stop Kool-Aid Man because the insurance claims person is sick of paying off all these broken wall claims, you know? Twist ending, the Kool-Aid Man is the insurance person. Uh, Double, (laughs) double twist ending. That's some serious fraud right there. Maybe even triple twist ending. The the whole, like, mastermind behind the Kool-Aid Man's plot is a local drywall company. (laughs) That's using him to get extra business. <laughs> the the one scene that I've got really intensely clear in my mind is Jim Carrey. He's he's like a investigator. He's a PI kind of going after Kool Aid Man, and he's just walking down the street like with his big old cartoony uh, magnifying glass, like straight down, doubled over, and he's just like passing all these houses that just have massive Kool Aid Man shaped craters in them. <laughs> And he's like, I no sign of Kool-Aid man here, you know, because it's funny because Jim Carrey's an idiot, you know, not Jim yeah. Carrey, the actor, but anyone that Jim Carrey plays in a right. movie like this, right. you know, will the outline be like perfectly picture shaped? Yeah, there'll be this one time where he finally comes across a house that he recognizes has a big hole in the, the wall, but 
then it'll turn out that some guy is actually just like doing demolition or something. <laughs> like it's not actually Kool-Aid man. I feel like and, th- this would make for a really interesting kind of like who done it plot. Yeah. Of like this this web of interconnected businesses and people with various interests. Yeah. And the Kool-Aid man is just kind of like this this like Sasquatch type character <laughs> that just kind of <laughs> comes and yeah. goes yeah well, he has no the, agency the, exactly. he just responds <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, mean, I think that there'll, there'll be a jimmy and timmy uh, timmy's the younger brother like they'll they'll kind of befriend like maybe an et style uh <laughs> like they'll they'll sort of like befriend kool-aid man but like they they also they can't really communicate with him because all he says is oh yeah like that's he's kind of like a pokemon like that's the only thing he can say you or know? Yeah, will he let them like... swim in his pitcher <laughs> yes absolutely and it'll like make them trip balls like they'll be like like It'll be like the most like insane like trippy experience swimming around inside Kool Aid Man, and they'll start drinking him, and then realize that they're draining his lifeblood by doing that. <laughs> yeah, that could be like a heartbreaking. moment. That'll be the one time in the movie to... where he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that like I think that there's going to be some mystery to him because he will sort of just like after he bursts through the wall like in the iconic commercial that inspired this whole thing like we never really know what happens subsequently you know like everybody's just happy and drinking kool-aid so like i think that like people it's going to be one of those weird situations where the camera pan like is very close zoomed on people's faces then it zooms out and it's like oh shit like i'm holding inexplicably holding kool-aid now (laughs) you know (laughs) And also um, there's this giant pitcher man who's now standing in my house. Yeah. Like how yeah, does all he the exit parents the house? will get Kool-Aid in their hands and they'll immediately drop it and scream, but like <laughs> the kids are having a great time, you know. <laughs> um so I think that that's going to be like he kind of endows everybody with Kool-Aid, but then like it's he kind of then they're drinking the Kool-Aid having a good time and then like they look up and he's gone, you know. And so there's like kind of these interstitial moments where like where's Kool-Aid man gone, you know? But like maybe when they hop like Timmy is kind of uh, really curious and like Jimmy's like no Timmy and Timmy like dives into Kool-Aid man you know and then like disappears with Kool-Aid man oh, and, then, yeah. and then like Jimmy yeah. has to like find Timmy uh, figuring he, like having to like find see this is the thing is like it's it's so ridiculous how does he find Timmy maybe he can like hear Timmy somehow like Timmy's well, like should, like Timmy to... like it turns out that that the Kool-Aid man like sort of enters the upside down, you know, in so, <laughs> or so, something like a Kool-Aid version of the upside down. And like, t- he can kind of hear Tim Lee like, hello, you know, like, like I I'm trying to like do the underwater voice, but that's pretty good. You know, you know, it would be great if it played out like this Kool-Aid man goes into this obviously sort of bizarre version of the world. Mm-hmm. Just looks different. Looks askew. Yeah. Well, but he's, like in red, his, he's in his house on his couch, and then Timmy bursts through his wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of similar to the Upside Down, like, walls are going to be, like, a really big portal into this, you know, like, it, it, it. you can't just, like, enter anywhere. Like, there needs to be a wall there to get through, you know? 
And there has to be a thirsty person behind that wall. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I also think that's another really interesting aspect of this is that Kool-Aid Man is, is basically, you know, he's at the whim of the thirsty people of the world, or at least the town. So yeah. like, what is, how does he feel about the fact that he has to, you know, he's summoned to these places and has to perform this duty and yeah, I mean, I think that destroying he, so much. He's going to become increasingly more, I mean, it's going to become, it's going to go from being a sort of whodunit, like Bigfoot situation to being, or like an ET situation to being more of like an iron giant situation where you like Ugh. have like Kool-Aid man, actually has this very solemn duty and he's deeply misunderstood. And like, as you get closer to him, you realize how profoundly tragic and serious this character is. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think a way to portray that once Timmy enters his world and exits again, he can then understand what Kool-Aid man is saying. Oh, yeah. So when you, when you hear the, Oh yeah, Timmy can read subtitles beneath it. And you get these like really profound, deep, sometimes dark <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, like he actually has a family somewhere that he's gotten separated from and he doesn't know like he he comes from he's like kind of a Superman character where there's like like the Kool-Aid <laughs> version of Krypton that got destroyed and he 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 like has lost his family for good. Fuck. That's real sad. I'm like really getting invested in Kool-Aid Man now. I've got like a I'm never gonna be able to look at this character again in the same way, knowing his backstory. I gotta tell you all I want right now is a bowl of popcorn and some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. Like my mouth is simultaneously dry and also just craving something salty. <laughs> oh man. Well, Will, this is really compelling. Do you have anything you. else? To add? I, I don't really have anything else to add. It, it it was it was it started off on such a goofy note, but like I think that actually, you know, the Jim Carrey character is probably gonna be pretty minor actually. It's it's really gonna be about the the companionship between boy and cup or boy carafe? and pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Maybe he calls him a carafe and he's like, I'm not I'm no carafe. <laughs> <laughs> there's like yeah he's got like nicknames for kool-aid man you know and and he's like i'm i'm not a cup i'm not a i'm not a carafe i'm a pitcher i'm proud of it yeah that's the only other detail i wanted to add as beautiful well on that pitcher note uh. i think we can <laughs> ship off that pitch yeah dunk it in water add a couple tablespoons of sugar pour her down the drain in a good way or your gullet Pour it down the gullet. That would have been a much better way of saying it. <sighs> Boy, should we wrap this up so I can go get something to drink and eat? I am desperate at this point. So, so what are we yeah. doing next week? Oh, man. We need to be better about deciding yeah, this before seriously. we go on air. Uh, next week on Pitch Hunt, vampire movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gotta be vampire movies. <laughs> gotta be. It's been a minute since we had a Twilight movie. Yeah, let's restart the vampire craze. Let's do it. Next week on Pitch Hood. Be sure to tune in. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at www.pitchhunt.org. Email us at our names at pitchhunt.org. That's Luke at pitchhunt.org. Will at pitchhunt.org. Jacob at pitchhunt.org. And we're on social too at pitch underscore hunt. Hey, folks. 
don't be afraid to go to that app of choice. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Tell and your friends. Don't be afraid to stay pitchy. Never stay pitchy. be afraid to stay pitchy, people. But we'll we love, love you, you. We love either you. way. We'll love we you love more you. if you stay pitchy. We'll love you the most if you stay the pitchiest of all. Bye. 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 Bye.